The last seven Sundays before this, we heard from the eighth through the 10th chapter of Mark, in which Jesus and his closest disciples are traveling to Jerusalem. When Jesus enters Jerusalem, he's entering Jerusalem to enter into his passion, his death and his resurrection, through which he ultimately brings salvation to this world. In the 11th chapter of Mark, Jesus enters Jerusalem. I encourage you to read that this week. The passage we just heard begins on the 28th verse of the 12th chapter. So when Jesus enters Jerusalem, he's really out there in public in his preaching and in his actions. He draws a large number of people who are very attracted to him. He also draws, now for the first time, much opposition from certain religious leaders, as they have been through Jesus's public ministry. Some religious leaders are very offended by what Jesus teaches. They don't believe it's the truth. They are frightened by the crowds of people who are drawn to Jesus because they think this false teacher is drawing people away from God's truth. They're also intimidated in many cases because their status quo, including their position, is being shaken up by Jesus. So Mark tells us that some of those religious leaders get together and they are trying to figure out how to kill Jesus, how to have him killed, which obviously they ultimately succeed in doing. In the midst of this scene where many religious leaders are very opposed to Jesus, Mark gives us the one account, which we just heard in this passage, of a single religious leader who actually is very open to Jesus. He goes to Jesus seeking Jesus's teaching. He actually listens to what Jesus teaches him. He processes it and he applies what Jesus teaches to another dimension of life. This person is very different from the other people around him in terms of these religious leaders. He is someone who receives a very powerful affirmation by Jesus that he's on the right track. So what I invite you to do is to focus this week on this man. As always, please open your Bible when you go home. Citation is in the bulletin. It's on our social media. Read this passage. Focus on this scribe. I hope you want to be like him. I want to be like him. And I also want to be different as he is different from many of the people around him who are really off about Jesus. He's a scribe. A scribe is a doctor of the Jewish law. He asks Jesus a question that's a standard and very good question for a Jewish person at Jesus's time or today. He's asking about the commandments in the Jewish law. For him, that would be what is for us the first five chapters of our Old Testament. Jewish teachers after Jesus commonly count 613 commandments in the Torah, those five books, 613 commandments. Some of them are about very big things in life. Some of them are about very small things. Some of them are, you shall do this. Some of them are, you shall not do that. That's a lot of commandments. Even if it's only 612, but I think it's 613, that's a lot of commandments. If you're a faithful Jewish person, you've got to wrestle with, how can I possibly remember all these commandments? How can I possibly keep all these commandments? I mean, some have to be much more important than other ones. So his question is, it's a common question, then and today, is there any one commandment that is the first, that's the greatest, 
that maybe all the others sort of fall in place based on that commandment. So his question is sincere. He asks Jesus, what is the first of all the commandments? Amazingly, Jesus, the Son of God, gives a direct answer. I think you know, this is one of his foundational teachings. It's cited in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's something that all of us should know. I hope most of you do know. So here's the response. Jesus says there is a first commandment. It is a double, as in two-part, commandment about love. He says the first is, he cites Deuteronomy 6, which we just heard in the first reading. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That's the most common prayer for a pious Jewish person at Jesus' time or today. Pious Jewish people pray that three times a day. It's an affirmation that our Jewish ancestors had revealed to them uniquely on this planet that there is only one God, and the only one God is the God who reveals himself to the people of Israel. Therefore, you are meant to love God, it's a commandment, you shall love God with your entire being. When the commandment is your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, it's not like there are these different parts of us, it means with your entire self. God is the only source of our lives. The only reason we're alive now, continue to be alive, is God. The only way we're going to exist eternally is either in God or apart from God. God is love breathed into us, and human life is meant to be returning love to God. So that's clearly something in which we grow. It's not a perfection that we achieve. Love God with your entirety. The second part, Jesus says, is, he quotes Leviticus 19, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. In 21st, what century are we in? 21st century? Yeah, 21st century America, you gotta be sure you get this. Human beings are created to love themselves, which means to respect myself, to take care of myself, to do good for myself, to just protect and take care of myself. If you don't respect yourself, if you don't like yourself, if you do harm to yourself, that's real, and you have to deal with that. But the commandment is not about you, it's about human beings. The reason I'm pushing this is sometimes people hear this and they say, well, until you come to love yourself, you can't love your neighbor. That's ridiculous. You may not love yourself, Hugo, but you're not an idiot. You can learn how normal human beings love their neighbors, the way God creates us to love. The big part with Jesus here is, neighbor doesn't mean my fellow Jewish people, or my family, or the people in my synagogue. Jesus teaches neighbor is everybody, including people who hate me and whom I otherwise hate. So two-part, single greatest commandment, love God with all that you are, love your neighbor as yourself. Again, clearly not something we achieve in perfection, something in which we grow. This is really major. The Son of God directly answers what is the greatest of all of God's commandments. Jesus says, there is no other commandment greater than these, this double love commandment. Also major is the response of this scribe. 
The scribe listens to Jesus. He clearly processes what Jesus says. He says back to Jesus, well said, Master, you are correct that God is only one and there is no other. You are correct, and this is where he takes a step ahead, in saying that loving God with all of yourself and loving your neighbor as yourself is greater than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. Stay with me here. Those 613 commandments include lots of commandments about worshiping God, including worshiping God in the temple with really good and love-filled burnt sacrifices and offerings. This scribe puts together that loving God and your neighbor is worth more than all those good sacrifices worshiping God. He's really put it together that loving God and loving Carl is worth more than all the good things we do as Jewish people sacrificing for God. He's taken the truth, heard it from Jesus, accepted it, and applied it to life. Why is this so important? Because of Jesus' response. Jesus hears his answer, and the scripture writer says, Jesus sees that he answers with understanding. You ready? With understanding. Greek adverb. It means intelligently, wisely, deeply. That Greek adverb is used in the New Testament only once for this guy. If you believe in the divine inspiration of the scripture, which I entirely do, that is really interesting. It's the only time in the entire New Testament that anyone is said to answer in that particular way. Jesus says, when he sees that he answers with understanding, you are not far from the kingdom of God. That's everything. The kingdom of God is the central message of all of Jesus' preaching. The kingdom of God is salvation. The kingdom of God is life now and eternal life. So what does that mean? Reflect on that this week. There's no one definitive answer. This scribe, I presume it means, if he lives what he's just said, he is not far from salvation. I presume it means very interestingly, he's standing right in front of Jesus, who turns out to be the savior of the world. He's not far from the entrance, Jesus, to the kingdom of God. And my strong personal belief is, if I were the guy, just think about this, Jesus says you're not far from the kingdom of God, I'd be wondering, well, what more do I need to do to get into it? And the answer is, become a disciple of Jesus. That's just my thought. At any rate, focus please this week on this scribe. We believe as Catholics that Jesus' teaching here perdures forever, that everything that we believe, everything we do, all the teaching we receive from the church, from the scripture, is an unfolding of love of God and love of neighbor. Everything we do, everything we believe only makes sense if it can be tied to love of God and love of neighbor in action. When I struggle with teachings that I don't like, teachings that I don't want to accept in our faith tradition, I try to get to that fundamental double love commandment to try to understand why does this teaching 
make sense as the living out of love of God and love of neighbor. And it usually leads me to understanding the truth. If you accept this commandment, it's your agenda for the day. What I'm meant to do each day this week is get out there and live this double love commandment. My value and my profit in life is whether I live this out day by day. I just encourage you to consider if you are a disciple of Jesus, if you are part already of the kingdom of God, which I hope you are, when you think about this this week, and when you witness yourself putting into practice this double love commandment in new ways, you are not, not far from the kingdom of God, like that scribe, you are further into it. Thank you for listening. To learn more and to get involved, go to stpatrickparish.com.